Zwischen das Tesamodalef in Vesto bei Lodami Heistar und Ishtar Zivini. The uh, Gemara is interesting because if you learn the Gemara superficially, as Masech uh, Kiddushin particularly, it could look very much as if we're treating the woman as a tradable commodity. And the act of Kiddushin is a transaction. But a woman is not a commodity and Kiddushin is not a transaction, as we see when we understand the sugyas in, in greater depth. The Gemara asks, Bishtar Ketzad. How does this, the Kiddushin work as a shtar? We have two examples of shtarot so far. We understand that there's a shtar mecher, you can buy a field with a shtar, uh, with a document, and we understand that you can have a Kenyan shtar. Again, we're not talking about a document that simply records the event, we're talking about a document that forms the Kenyan. So we have that with a, with a piece of property. You can acquire property with a shtar, and you, we have it with get. We've learned about Masech the Gitin. We learned a lot about the, how a get works. A get is a document that terminates a marriage. Uh, now we're learning that with Kiddushin, you can also use a shtar. How does that work? Does it work like a shtar mecher? Does it work like a sales document? Or does it work like a, like a Gitin document? And there are differences between them. Says the Gemara, the way it's done is, If a man ran, writes, whether on pottery or on paper, it doesn't matter on what he writes, it, the value of the, of the paper doesn't make a difference because it's not that that's important, it's the, it's the wording. And if he writes on that, on that paper or whatever, you are Mekudeshet to me or your daughter is Mekudeshet to me or you will become my wife. Any language which makes it very clear that they're getting married and he hands that to her, that's a shtar kiddushin. Matkifla Rabbi Zerah Bar Memel. Rabbi Zerah Bar Memel with text and says, I don't understand that. Hallo dami hai shtar lishtar zvini. This is in no way comparable to the other case of shtar that we know, which is a sales shtar. Hata mocher kotevlo sadim mechuralach. Who writes a sales shtar? The seller writes it. Here, the husband who's receiving the wife into his home, he writes the shtar. It's the opposite of a shtar mechira. So Rabbi Zerah Bar Memel is struggling to understand the nature of this unique shtar kiddushin in the context of other shtarot. Asks Tosfos, but it's not any different from a shtar gitin. Why don't we compare it to a shtar gitin? Surely we should be concerned about, does this... Is this similar to a get or is it not similar to a get? Why are we comparing it to, to, a, to a property transaction? So it says Tosus because a get, it doesn't, a get makes sense because who writes the get? The husband writes the get. Who writes the, the, the Shtar Kiddushin? The husband does. So it seems to be consistent. The problem is it doesn't compare to, to Shtar Mecher. It doesn't compare to the document used in a sale. That's why we focused on that sale. The Tosus read understands it differently, and I, I bring this because it's very interesting to see the differences in approach. Tosus we've learned is the Tosus Aviro, uh, the Tosus Ivro, which is the French school of Tosus, and the Tosus read, although he's Italian, learnt with the Reb Simcha of Speyerish, he's of the German school of Tosus, and you'll see the difference in approach between the two schools of Tosus. Tosus read says no. The reason we're not asking from Gittin is because. Gitin clearly is different. The get isha namishu kateva abal mipneishu hu amakneva isha niknet. I understand in the case of Gitin because who writes the get? The husband. Who's being makne? The husband is giving the wife her freedom. So he writes the get, just as the seller writes the get in property. So the Tosfos Reed says there's no comparison between 
get and kiddushin. Kiddushin, the receiver is writing the get, is writing the shtar, the document. In Gitin, the giver is writing the document like Shtar Mecher. And the Ritvo explains more, more specifically that Shtar Mecher, the, the transactional document of a sale, teaches us the principle that it's the seller who writes the document. So then Gitin fits in quite well with that, says the service. So Git and Shtar Mecher fit into a category where the, the person giving something away writes the document. But why does the husband write the Shtar Kiddushin? Why does the husband write the marriage document? He's receiving, he's not giving. That is Rabbi Zerubah Memel's question. And I say the different schools of, of, Tos, of Tosfus because one of the things we've mentioned before that typifies the German school of Tosfus is very fine distinction, the capacity to distinguish between two things that look similar. And, and Tosfus Reed says, you think that Gitin and Kiddushin are the same just because the husband gives them in both cases. The husband writes the Git, the husband writes the Star Kiddushin, so we don't have a problem from that. They're aligned. No, says Tosfus, Tosfus Reed. Get and Kiddushin are not similar at all. In get, the giver writes the, the document. In Kiddushin, the receiver writes the document. They're opposite. They're not the same. That's the German school's brilliance is at showing the differences. Tosfus, the French school, usually brings things together and says they're not so different. Get and, 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 a, a, and a star Kiddushin are not that different. In both cases, the husband is writing it, so I don't have a problem from get. And, and the Ritvo, who's, who's in, in Spain in the 13th century, Tosfus Reed is 12th century, the Ritvo is 13th century, and the Ritvo has the advantage of having seen the German school and the French school is from the Ramban and the Rashbor school, which always part of the French school of, or uh, uh, has descended from the French school of Tosfus, and he's already learned about the German school. So he's got the opportunity to bring it all together. And the Ritvo says it's from the transaction, from the property transaction, that we learn the principle that the seller, the giver, writes the document. Therefore, Gitin makes sense. Gitin also, the giver is writing the document. It all comes, the principle comes from the property transaction. There we see that it's the giver who, write, who writes the document. And the um, and and in the case of Kiddushin, it's the receivers writing the documents, it says the Ritvo and the, and the Tosfus Reed. That's Rabbi Zerah bar question. Why is the husband writing the document? The father of the girl should write the document if she's a very young girl, or the girl herself should write the document, because they are the givers. She's giving herself to the husband. She should write the document. So says the Gemara. No, the various uh, psukim that we learn it from says kiyikach, and we see from kiyikach that the husband has to has to do it, that the husband initiates it. Uh, even though in the case of sales, we have psukim that show that the buyer initiates it, and the, the Ritvo explains it. Even though kiyikach is talking about the, about kesef, about the kinyan of money, we use it as a principle to understand the relationship and how the whole transaction works, kiyikach, that the husband initiates. So we have a posuk that tells us that the husband must initiate. And then the Gemara goes backwards and forwards and says, not so simple. And the Gemara comes to the conclusion that hilchatenino. This is, as Rashi says, halachayla Moshe misinai. Uh, this is not just from Psukim. Yes, we've got hints of it in the Psukim, but this is a principle that was taught to Moshe on Sinai, that although in all other cases of documentation for Kinyan, the giver writes the document, in the case of Kiddushin, the receiver writes the document, the husband writes the document. And, and that's Halacha Lomoshim Sinai. Tosfa says that Halacha, in this case, might not mean Halacha Lomoshim Sinai. Halacha might mean Hilchot Medina Kloman Minagayakach. But that's, that's the way it was done. 
it's no, no big deal. It was just that's that's the way it was always done. That's then when it came to to property transactions, the seller wrote the document. But when it comes to a woman, it's the it's the husband who writes the document. What's important is when the Gemara says halachal mishemisinai. So. So according to Tosfos, where we say it's Hilchimadina, that's, that's kind of what was done. It's, it's just commercial practice. That's fine. So it's got nothing to do with a value system. It's just the way things are done. But you know, we've always said we don't do meaningless. Jewish people don't do meaningless. And according to Rashi and most Rishonim, this means halacha Moshe misinai. This was given to Moshe on Sinai, which means there is a value. There is a principle. This is about values. The fact that in property, the, the giver writes the document and in Kiddushin, the receiver writes the document, there's a principle there. There's a principle of life. Hilchasol. This is something that was taught to Moshe on Sinai. This is something really important that goes beyond commercial practice. This is fun, foundational, is what Hilchasol means. The um, Meir Simcha was the Rov in Dvinsk until the late 1920s. Uh, Rameir Simcha was the, was the Rov and, and the Ragachova was in Dvinsk as well. Imagine what that city was like. He was the Rov in the, in the Hasidish Shul and the, and the Rameir Simcha was the Rov of the Ashkenazi Shul of the, of, of the Misnagdish Shul and the Rameir Simcha wrote the Or Sameach, the Meshech of and he also wrote Chidushim on Shas. And Rameir Simcha says, by when it says Aloha no Meshimisinai, it doesn't mean that it's not Muskal, that it's not something intelligent that you might have worked out yourself. If anybody applies their intellect to these principles of Kinyonim, they will understand that this is not just a formula that was given to Moshe on Sinai. And this is not just commercial practice, as Tosfer says. Given to Moshe on Sinai means this is about life. So what is it, is it about life? If we, think, if we think through it, when you sell a property, how do you start off? You've got to put your property on the market. You've got to put a for sale sign on your property. Who starts the process of of marketing a property. The seller. The seller has ownership and he's got to put it on the market. What about a woman? Here's the, the, the chidush of the hilchasa, of the halacha l'moshim b'sinai. What about a woman? The halacha l'moshim b'sinai is a woman is never put on the market. That's not how this transaction happened. She's not a commodity. And it's one of the tragic elements of, of the shiduchim system today that women are on the market and they've got uh, CVs, they've got these buyers and the buyers get passed around and their agents, which they call shatchonim, and there's money making in the process. It's, it's a market. And they even use the word sometimes, is so-and-so on the market. It's a terrible thing to say. A woman is not on the market. Property, if you want to sell property, you've got to put it on the market. A woman's never on the market. We learned, you remember the run on Daftalad, the run in the Dorian that we learned on Daftalad, that she has to make herself available to him for a moment, just before the, the Kiddushin. Simon, have you made peace with the run yet? That, that she, she's got to, she, for a moment, she's got to make herself available to him, not to the world. She's not on the free market. Just before he can acquire the rights in her, the, before he can invest in her, she has to say, I'm available to receive your investment. That's a moment. But she's never on the market. A husband doesn't, a father doesn't put his daughter out on the market. A girl doesn't put herself out on the market. A man initiates. 
A man finds a woman and he looks for the woman, he finds the woman and he proposes to the woman. He's Mekadish the Isha. And, and that's what we've got to understand in this Hilchas. The Hilchas is teaching us, yes, they, a field is bought Bishtar and, and a woman is acquired Bishtar at Kiddushin, but this is not the same. This is completely different. In the case of a, of a field, it's initiated by the man. It's initiated by the seller because you have to create a market. In the case of Kiddushin, this is not, she's not a commodity, and Kiddushin is not a transaction. There's no market. This is completely different. The Rebmeir Simcha goes further. The Osamach goes further. And he says, not only is she not a commodity, and she's never put on the market, but more than that, Kiddushin is not a transaction. What is Kiddushin? We learned on Daf Beis and with Beis in Tosfos that Kiddushin come from the, from, comes from the Loshon of Hektish. It comes from the word Hektish. Just as when I dedicate something to the Beit HaMikdash, I dedicate it and from then onwards it can no bit longer be used for anything other than the Beit HaMikdash. When a man invests in a wife, he dedicates her to himself and their home in a way that she can no longer be of service to any other man. That's what Kiddushin is. So says Rameya Simcha, it's more like Hektish. If that's the case, says Rameya Simcha, it's always important in interactions to clarify who is the, the Gavra and who is the Hefza. He doesn't use those words, but in order to understand him. Gavra and Hefza means the person acting and the object being acted upon. When I use the word object here, it doesn't mean a thing. Because sometimes a person is an object. In every interaction between two human beings, at any given moment, one is the Gavra and one is the Hefza. One is leading, one is following. That can flip every couple of seconds or every few minutes or every few hours or every few days or years. It can flip. But at any given moment, if you stop the movie, somebody is influencing and somebody is being influenced. Somebody is inspiring and somebody is being inspired. Sometimes the one is an object and one is a human. Sometimes they're both humans. But, but the, we, we call that Gavra and Chetz, and we must be very careful to clarify who's the Gavra and who's the Chetz. I'll give you a clear example. When a man is sitting in front of a television, saying a man, because men sometimes do this more than women do, not that women don't watch television, but in this particular way, sitting in front of a television and he is completely absorbed in the movie. Who's the Gavra and who's the Chetz? Is the television the Gavra or is the, or is the person the Gavra? So it's got nothing to do with object. The fact is the television is the Gavra. Because at that mind, it has completely captivated his entire att attention. It's controlling him. So much so, he can't even get up and turn it off to go and dive in Mayrif. He's got to see, he's got to wait until the end. He can't, he's got no control. It's controlling him. In that situation, the television is the Gavra, the person is the Hefta. So when we talk about Gavra and Hefta, it's not just the, the human is the Gavra and the object is the Hefta. Sometimes it's the other way around. So over here, what we've got to look at is when you makdish something, when you give something to the Beis Hamikdash, who's the Gavra and who's the Hefta? So I've got a, a, a table and I decide I'm being makdish the table to the Beis Hamikdash. From that, point of, from that point onwards, the table changes its status, its halachic status. Who's acted and who's been acted upon? I've acted and the table has been acted on. I'm the Gavra, this is the Hefta. Says Rameir Simcha, and what happens in marriage? Who's acting and who's being acted upon? In the case of a sale, clearly the seller has to create the market. But this is not about markets. This is about kiddushin. This is about changing the status of another human being. This is about elevating somebody. This is about dedicating somebody. Who's the governor and who's the chefter? 
the man is the gavra, the woman is the chefza. The man acts on the woman in this case. He inspires, he introduces the kiddushin into their relationship. That's what he does. And we'll have opportunities to talk about how this plays out during the marriage as well. Not that the woman is always the chefza and the man is always the gavra. But to understand that relationship between gavra and chefza, says Reb Meir V'simcha, De'ihu ha'po'el pu'ulat ha'kidushin. V'chiyikach v'lo kitikach. We see that in the posuk. That he affects the kedushin in the relationship. Just as a man affects the hektish in an object, so he affects the kiddushin in the relationship. So, of course, he has to write and give the shtar. That's the act of kiddushin. And the man is the one who does the, who performs the act of kiddushin. And so we see from, from this Rabbi Simchen, from the whole sugya, how careful we have to be in understanding who's gavra and who's chefze in any particular situation. Very seldom are two parties to an interaction completely mutual, completely equal. That doesn't usually work. What usually works is that there's one is gavra, one is chefza, and there's a switching backwards and forwards. I'm speaking, you're listening, then you're speaking, and then I'm listening. And we're changing. While I'm speaking, I'm gavra, you're chefza. While you're speaking, you're gavra, I'm chefza. And so we, so we move, and that's why the listener listens actively and carefully to enable the speaker to speak, and, and the listener ex- receives from the, from, the, from the speaker. So the woman receives from the gavra, from the man. She receives the case of kiddushin. She receives the shtar kiddushin. And through that act of receiving that was initiated by the Gavra, in this case the man, the Kiddushin is Chal, the Kiddushin takes effect. And so there's no question at all that it has to be the man. And that's what the Hilchase is. And it says, Hilchase Gemiri, that's the philosophy of life that Hashem taught Moshe on Sinai and Moshe taught us through the giving of the Torah.